The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. About, uh, I'll start with the first question and then... Um, if you have questions, I'd like you to write out your questions. Let's get the questions ready and, and then see how God helps us within the context of time that we have. The first question that I have written here, um, somebody sent this in. It says, uh, Babs, we see that you, you were a lawyer from before you moved here. How did you transit and why did you transit? Yes, so thank you. Uh, I'll tell you the why. Uh, the why was, it's, it comes with the environment, where we come from, like I said. And that's why when they put that slide up, they said the traditional professions. You know, um, where we come from, I'm originally from Nigeria, obviously. Uh, you know, you had to be a professional, you know, conservative professions, like an accountant, you know, like a lawyer, like, uh, you, know, you know, an architect, a doctor, things like that. So that's why I, you know. But I've always loved to get knowledge, even outside my field. So I've done some project management before coming here. My goal is coming into this place, I will write my law exams, which I actually did. But then... It was a process, a long process. And you, like one of the things that I first learned in Canada was GST. So you mean everything you do, you have to pay taxes. You know, there's a process for everything. And it, it wasn't as like this. And you know, my, the bills have to keep coming. So I, when I put out my resume, I had a resume for a legal, like as a legal assistant, and as a project coordinator, because like I said, I've just done some project management previously. The one I got, you know, nobody called me for the law one. They called me for project coordinator. And, you know, and I did it. And it was not, it was pretty good amount. So, you know, it was a contract. And I did it. Then, then, then I finished it. I did another one. And I, I was still writing the exam. It was going to take two years then. <laughs> and, you know, I did another one. Then God now opened other opportunities. You know, and I realized that one of the things that made me go into law was to be successful. Another thing that made me go into law was to be able to help people. Guess what? Like I said, our organization has trained over 4,000 professionals, making an impact in the U.S., you know, Canada, and the U.K. So that's an impact that even many lawyers can only dream about. So I just realized that, you know, what God wants us to do is our potential. And I'm happy to say proudly of those 4,000 people, you know, one of them is right here with me, you know, and she also, so, <laughs> so the question that they put for me is, I'll put on to you because you are also a lawyer. Why did you make the transition? Thank you for that question. I mean, you said it all, moving here, you know, you have a background in law, you expect that you probably get in here and things will just move on. They will tell you, move on to Canada, it's something great, so you see great opportunities and all of that, but you get here, and then they begin to ask you for Canadian experience here. You need to write these exams, 
for me, I was already thinking of changing anyways, because I mean, I never really went to court in Nigeria. I was more of like a, an ad advisor. So when I got here, I was just like, I'm not going that path. I need to change. I need a change. And I, I didn't know how I was going to do that change. I started doing something um, initially to pay the bills. Then I got to know about Top Run and I said I was going for it. And then I went for it and I saw, you know, life changing situations happen right in front of me. Like people that we did the course together, you know, just changing over. And I was like, oh, so this is real. And that gave me a drive and I went for it. And uh, all of that is history now. Thank you. Praise the name of the Lord. I don't know that we have questions in house before I take the next question. Yes, please. Yeah, I have a question. Um, can you share more light on the cost um, it requires to get those courses? So, yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah, okay. The cost, is that what you said? Yes. C-O-S-T. Oh, C-O-S-T, yes. Okay. Um, the way I put it is, opportunity cost, there's a business case for it. So the business case is the cost, the, I've heard of cost versus benefit analysis. The benefit way outstrips the cost of this by, by more than 100 to 1. So without putting a number for it, uh, so, so let me put an example. If, you, if I want to do a master's, no, no, I want to do a master's in this country, and I'm an international student, averagely, you will spend, I don't know, any, anybody did master's from this, I didn't do. How much did you spend for your master's? 30K. 30K, right? So this course, eh, that 30K is 10 times, no, no, it's more than 10 times the cost, yeah, the cost of this. This, this cost. Do you understand? Aha, uh -huh. so let's put it that way. Okay. Um, do we, I think there's somebody online. Okay. Can you read out the question online, please? Um, we have a question online. It says, my name is Daniel, and uh, my question is that after high school, do I have to go to university straight, or can I do the training first before I go to university? Uh, I'm happy to answer that question. So, according to um, IIBA, right, which is the International Institute of Business Analysis, and our organization is one of the premier uh, outlets, the minimum is high school. But I'm going to tell you, please go to university. Um, and I'll tell you why. Once you get in, you can climb. The certifications can give you, right? But there's a place for a forward schooling, and I'll tell you why. Because you're going to interact with people. University teaches us more than just um, learning. Uh, when I, like, I was having a small chat with Pastor, he told me somebody who was, he has known for a long time when he was in university, right? So what university does is it allows you to know how to interact. Obviously, the person he has known for a long time, they are still friends. It's based on the skill set that he learned to university, interacting with people, that was able to make the connection some more that we even connected. So I would suggest you go to university, one, um, but you don't need university. So here's one thing. We have had people take the program, start working, but still went to university. 
So, but don't use it as a substitute not to go to university. Please go to university. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Yep. So, um, I have this quick question. So, I'm in this space where a lot of, you know, friends are doing masters, everybody's saying doing masters and all of that. And I am more on the certification side, right? So I believe in doing a lot of certifications. So I want to ask that, or I, I kind of think certification is kind of better than masters, in my opinion. But I want to ask, what do you think? So, so my question, my answer will be this, right? Uh, get a master's. Why? If, I, I'm saying, get, get a master's if you can. If you can, right? At the level of master's, it's not a must. I think the threshold education for most people should be at least a first degree, right? So for you, your master's is a nice to have. It's not a must have. If you're chasing certifications, you will go fast. But it should not close the door from having a master's. Let me tell you why. Have you ever wondered why people go to Ivy League MBAs? At the end of the day, it's not even for the worth of the certification, uh, the, certif the, the um, degree. It's the connections, the connectivity you make. That's why people even pay so much. And that's going to determine the people you know in that sense, right, will determine. So let me tell you quickly in maybe six, 60 seconds. So there was a story. So there was this dog. It was, there was this dog. You know, it had a dog. Mama dog had three quack, 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 quack dogs. Then one came and added. This one was not quacking, but was also there. And this guy was always there. And they've always known him. So let's just call him Ig. So one day Storm came, Storm came, destroyed their nest, and all the quack quacks were swimming in the dark. Suddenly, the guy that is Ig went, he just something like he rose up on the storm. He rose up on the storm. He rose up on the storm, and he looked at the guys that were quacking again. What happened? Your environment would also determine. So if you go to a place like a master's, it makes you meet people like Egg. You don't realize that he was. The more the storm came, the more it rose. So you also need to be connected to good people. And in most of those places, you make it. It also it teaches you how you can interact with people for success. Because you're going to interact. You're going to navigate your lecturers. You're going to navigate you know, your classmates. You have deadlines. You'd have to sometimes negotiate why you cannot bring in your assignment on time. And they will give you a path sometimes. So those are life skills that make for success. Thank you very much. Before we take the next question, I'd like to just add to what uh, Babs have said. There are some master's degree programs that are enablers. And what that just simply means is you don't go into do a master's program because everybody's going to do a master's program. You're going in because you think that this is going to enhance your capacity in the marketplace. For instance, if you have, if, if you already have a, um, you want to add an MBA, it's an enabler in, in the sense that by the time you are leveraging on that, you are getting either be better paying job or you're getting more opportunities in the workplace because of that enabling ability that you've gotten. 
There's a master's program that is in social works that they say to you, for you to get into some roles, yeah. it will be required, an add-on. Mm -hmm. There are some not-for-profit organizations that you have to work in, they require a PhD. Those are enablers. So don't just go into doing a master's program because you think everybody is doing a master's program. I want to do a master's program. What you should look at is in the field that God has called you to your pursuing, what do you need to add on to make you a better person and to earn more? Thank you. I think I had, yeah, yes, sir. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, sir, perhaps, for the insights. Um, I think it aligns with the... I think now it would be nice for us to even get to know you. So you, my name is this. My name is Adolphus. That, yeah, good. Nice to meet you, Adolphus. Yes, I, um, I, I was saying that your teaching aligns with my also philosophy. Because when my uh, teenage son left uh, secondary school, I made sure he, uh, why he was waiting to enter... Within less than uh, six months or so, he, ha he has two now. So that's a very good thing. Now, um, myself, I have an MBA. And my experience when I was doing my MBA, executive MBA, is that it's a collection of many certifications. But at the end, end of two years, they give you just one uh, degree. And when, when, you, when you're in the marketplace, there, you don't have the opportunity to say, I did this, I did that, data analysis, and so on and so forth. So, um, so I think it's a good thing that... Uh, you know, if you can, you know, go the, you know, shortcut route to get your certification, I think, it, I think it's, it's, it's good as well. But I want to go back to the question the lady asked about the cost. Maybe you can provide a, uh, from a different angle how to deal with the cost matter. Now, in terms of, um, you know, on online, if you're looking for institutions or training courses and things like that, what should you be looking for? Um, regarding uh, the quality of the certification you are getting, is, is it the higher the cost, the better? Is it is it country based? Okay, for example, you can find um, many courses that are, are almost free. If you go for those ones, the industry, the employer, will they recognize it, and so on and so forth. So, is it is it is it better to go for the expensive ones, or if you get it, uh, find a way to get it cheaper? Can you also go for that? Yeah, so Adolphus, thank you for that. So let me just try and you know, clarify that about cost. What I just said about cost is, uh, so let's, let's take a certification like project management professional, the PMP, right? You could have taken it in Nigeria. Because it's run by the Project Management Institute you know, in uh, Pennsylvania, it's a global certification. So whether if you have a PMP from the from Nigeria, from Canada, maybe in Nigeria you could have gotten your PMP where you where you there's this minimum cost to take the exam. So but maybe the training was cheaper, maybe I don't know, like a hundred thousand naira or you know, and maybe in Canada it would be two thousand dollars for the same stuff. But if you have your PMP, it's the same across boards. So when you're talking about the cost. The certifications you should go for are the ones that are global certifications that you know ranks you, irrespective of where you took it. Those are the kind of ones you should go for. Now, certifications in this part of the world, they did such a way that it's they are not in perpetuity. So, for me to keep my PMP, which I've had for decades, I will have to every three years show that I've worked in the project management field. I'm still working in project management fields. 
and I have some PDUs, and I've done some volunteering um, kind of work. I've done so many other things to keep it. But there are some certifications that the only way you keep it is just after every two years, you pay $100. It keeps it going. So the ones people kind of rank the highest are the ones that, you know, it shows you are still relevant in the field. You are working in the field. So if you, have, if you want to keep your CBAB, you need 60 PDUs every three years, meaning you are working in the field. For the fact you are working in the field, you get a certain amount of PDUs. You are doing, you know, some other stuff. You get, you know, and you know, volunteering is huge in this part of the world. For the fact you have volunteered, your skill set in that area, you know, for people to benefit, you still keep it. You, you keep it. So those are the highest ranked certifications, the ones that you have to continuously work to keep it, that they don't disappear. I hope that answered the question. Thank you. Before we take the next question, I hope that during the group session, we'll be able to understand what a Scrum Master does, because that's the first time I'm hearing Scrum Master. I don't know. People do not even know. I know some people know, but people like me hear Scrum Master, what do they do? Business analysts, what do they do? Uh, I hope maybe during the breakout session, we'll probably be able to take the details of that, so that that way it will help us resonate a bit with Absolutely, Pastor. Oh, that's why, you know, I also brought, you know, part of the team so that they can have a different flavor of explaining it. But we will answer all your questions and make sure you guys become, you know. Can I say something briefly? Yes, please. Just to address something said about um, free certifications that you could do. I wanted to say that, so as much as it's good to do all those global certifications, sometimes in the place of, you know, trying to improve yourself, there are so many resources out there that you do that are free. For example, I still do, so, do some LinkedIn learnings and I get a certificate for, for it. Then I post it, I publish it. People can see it. They see the badges. They see what I have done. Oh, she's so good with process mapping. Oh, she's good with Visio. Oh, she's good with PowerPoint presentations. All those things, they would enhance your profile as well. So they are still good to do. So you can do the certifications that cost you money, but the free ones are also equally good. Thank you. There was somebody who sounds, um, okay, Lobe. Your name and then your question. Good day, sir. Um, Ilobe is the name. Osazeme is the name. Um, I have a question regarding, I think you just spoke something about it, where a situation whereby you're learning at the same time you're building experience. Because uh, I was in a similar uh, situation while I was in Nigeria. My field of study was, was already getting saturated electrical uh, and I did, uh, while in school I decided that okay I was going to go into IT networking to be specific I got as far as um, uh, network professional CCN, CCNP but I decided to drop it because okay I was learning the theoretical parts but I knew in the field I wouldn't survive without the practical parts which brings me to my question now in a situation whereby okay you walk it like someone in your situation you you're a consultant, that means you move from organization to organization, different industry, different fields. That means if you've done that role for two years, you're gonna be far, far, um, I would I say a better level of knowledge compared to somebody that is in just one single in industry. And I don't know, is it gonna be like Lean, Lean Sigma that you keep trying to improve a process within an organization or is it something that, okay, because I feel at the end of the day, it's gonna be monotonous. In the sense that you, you're busy moving from one company to the other, different industry and everything. But for 
those of us that are already okay in one industry, okay, the best you can do is to, will I say, push that industry to the best. How can maybe something like the Scrum Master, like you said, better improve, or will I say, benefit someone in my situation? Okay, thank you for that. So, there, there, there's a lot to some of these things. So first and foremost, two guys started out working in a bank. One have 15 years experience, I'll just use analogy, works in first bank for 15 years. So he has 15 years experience in banking. So um, candidate B, let's just call her Jane. Jane has 15 years experience, but she's worked in first bank, she's worked in Union Bank. And she's also worked in Zenith Bank. So when they come to put their experiences, most people will go for the latter. You know why? Because even though you both have 15 years experience, people will rank more. The person that has, you know, broader level of experience, even in the same banking, because now you understand what the first generation bank looks like, the culture there. You understand, you know, a newer generation bank, the culture there. You know, let's use, use accounting terms. Account payable and receivable is the same. That principle does not change. Whether you are in, you know, whatever you are, whether you're in my village or you, you know. But if you've done account payable with J.P. Morgan Chase, and you've done with this thing, and you've done with Alimosho local government area, you know, the guy that has more experience will be ranked better. That's the way I see it. Now, to the issue of, and we'll talk more, hopefully when we get to the breakout rooms, the, the issue of, you know, um, the details there, that's why you need people who um, are very vast in this to actually guide you right, you know, um, on the best way to have a soft landing, to have a faster trajectory, and the impacts that you need. Uh, and we'll be happy to provide that. Okay, thank you. I, I have a question here that I'd like to read out. It says, from your years of consulting, what do you think is a barrier to new immigrants navigating into both certification or even going into a, a more productive work, workspace? That Two, two main barriers. First one is your mindset. As a man, think it. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. If you just, that's the first thing I tell all people when I'm mentoring them. If you think you can't, you can never do it. I can't do this thing. You can't, you've not even started. You can never do it, no matter how they try and make it. If you think you can, you'll do it. You'll fail it first time. You will push again, because I think I can. So that's the first thing. Then the second you know, barrier is wrong information. You know, people can only pass what they have. I'll quickly give an example. If you notice, you know, I try to give analogy with examples with everything. Why? Because that's what we learned in law school. Once you get something, you look for a judicial authority and section to back it up. But it also works in this part of the world. Why? Because you know, if I'd worked 10 years, I've been in Canada 10 years, all my village people, they like me, they, I've been in Canada 10 years, but I work in Burger King, and I've risen, I've worked very hard, I became a, you know, uh, from crew member to become supervisor in Burger King, even manager of a branch in Burger King. 
So I know burger inside out. That's my sphere of influence. If my brother comes in, I will talk to somebody and bring him into Burger King. What I'm trying to say is that people can only share information based on their own personal experience and what they know. So there is, there is, there is right, right, and there is more right. So the guy that's giving information, that's giving you right, right, doesn't mean he's giving you the more right. So some people say, take this, take this, take this. But, you know, for us now, like business analysts, I'm sure personally our organization has trained well over 3,000 of them. So I, I know it more than a guy that got a job as a business analyst, worked in one place and worked place. It will give you good information. But it doesn't mean it's giving you all the information. So that's, that's my answer to that question. Thank you so very much. We'll take the last question because of the sake of our time. There's anyone that has the last question. Otherwise, if we don't have anyone, I'll read the last one that I have here. Yeah, there's a hand that is up somewhere out there. And then we'll draw this to a close. Hello, my name is Nkechi. Um, do you, so when people train with you, do you have like a support for them? After, after the training, like seeing them through until they are able to fit into a system. Thank you, Nkechi. Nice to meet you. So for us, the support or, you know, post-training um, support is uh, the most important area. So it's an end, it's a cradle to grave kind of thing for us, you know, but maybe that's not good, I'm using grave. Is it, <laughs> it's, it's a beginning to end kind of thing in the sense that, you know, we train you, you incubate, and ultimately, once you get uh, the job. So the reason why we said there is, is not a word that's on the English dictionary or anywhere on Google. There are top nights. Is we have people, when you're trained, you're being in one group, by the time you, you, it's time for you to get interviews, your resumes have to be done in a certain you know, manner. You know, even things like changing that mindset of, some people call CV. I've met people that are 60 years old in this country and they don't know what a CV is. So you have to start changing that resume. You have to change a lot of your mindset. So if you say CV and you're meeting a guy that has never known what CV is, you're just telling them, I'm foreign, I'm foreign, I'm foreign. So, so, so things like that. So we teach you that when you have interviews, we have a team that preps you for the interviews. We know the recruiting organizations, they know us. Part of the main challenge, most foreign trained people or people who are transitioning from another area is experience. So we have a platform in which you come in, you get the experience from... US and Canadian based organizations. It's going to be pro bono, so it's been paid, but that there are organizations where you acquire those skill set that you can, you would actually confidently put on your resumes. What does that do for you? Two things. The twin hurdle of referencing and Canadian experience or non American experience is done. Nobody's going to give you, not nobody, it does happen sometimes. But for you to get the, the dream job, say, hey, I, I worked in First Bank in Nigeria. Well, let's assume today was Monday. Um, it's almost 12 o'clock now. Um, 
Nigeria is about five or six o'clock. They've closed. So it, like Adolphus now, I like his resume so strong. But there's also Pastor Israel here. If I call Pastor Israel, his number is 416 or something, I get him. But I'm calling 234. They've closed. I must really, really, you must be an exceptional candidate when I can easily call somebody for his reference here and they pick. I'm calling in 905 and they pick, right? So that's a major challenge. So what, what we do, what our organization does is we have those companies whereby you, 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 once you've done those projects, you have the experience, that are Canadian-based experience. So when it's ready, and you can confidently now put it on your LinkedIn profile, because what happens these days is these guys do their due diligence. They like your resume. They don't just stay there. They will go and, it's the information, they'll pull you out. So if what you have on your profile is different from what, they don't know who the real Jane is. So, so, so all those little loopholes is where we come in. So when you get a job, we also have a NHG, New Hire Group, who puts you there so that new hire people who are trying to come up to speed, trying to learn this new stuff, they have their support. Then when you're transitioning, a quick example, one of our staff just left a job and somebody, <laughs> you know, somebody just got, oh, well, I have an interview, I'm working already, but I have a very big opportunity with this big organization. And guess what? They, from that same new hire group, the, the person that was leaving the job was in that group. So that person was able to tell, this is who the director is, this is the culture in this place, this is what, of course, what do you, what do you think, out of the 800 people that apply, who do you think got the job? So that's how our organization has evolved over the years. So the support is there, Nkechi. Uh, Praise the name of the Lord. Our time is up. We'll have more opportunities and more time to interact during the um, uh, post-service section where we'll have um, um, both Shea and uh, Babs tell us some more about these detailed programs. Now, now the, the idea is not, not to drive anyone into that direction. The idea is to broaden our scope and our minds to look at the fact that there are opportunities out there that can help us enhance ourselves be relevant in the place where God has placed us and be a success in this land. And now I am believing God that God is going to help us massively in this place. You know, the Bible talks about Daniel. It said that an excellent spirit was upon him. And what made the difference? The scriptures are he learned the languages and he learned the literature. We've got to learn it. We see, but, but the time we learn it and the presence of God, the hand of God, the excellent spirit from God comes upon us. You enter into government of Canada and the doors are beginning to open. You know, uh, uh, Babs was sharing some experience with me of some figures. And I was saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm believing God that one of these days somebody will be writing a, a dollar, one million dollar check. Because God has so much so blessed you and you can become a blessing to many others in the mighty name of Jesus. That is the reason for why we're talking about dominion. God did not bring us here just to keep struggling. God brought us here so that we can make an impact and be a blessing to others. And I pray that God will take us there. Let's rise to our feet as we celebrate. Babs.
Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.